welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is eight minutes after the hour. And uh, this week, we are uh, pleased to tell you that uh, Dale Roberts on board, CPOA, and then Garson is in from Graf's. State Representative Chuck Basie is on board, Second Amendment supporter. I'm going to start off with Graf's and Garson. Car show? Details. I'm a car guy. Are you? I, I did not know that. Well, that's what you get when you don't pay attention. <laughs> Brian, get his credit card There number. is a huge fine for that. Yeah, today. really I think big it's for that one. Bucks. Well, no, I, I knew Gary claims to be a car guy, but judging on his tasting cars, I was questioning that fact. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what, let's see, what didn't you like about my uh, Ford Mustang GT with a V8 and a stick shift? Well, what was the one that lost its transmission on on the side of the road? Can't blame uh, that on the car as much as the driver. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, and then after that, uh, we had a '76 Eldorado ragtop, a Lincoln MKZ, uh, then a, uh, a four a Dodge Challenger V8 Hemi. Yeah, that uh, one was pretty cool. And then uh, now a Mercedes Benz C Class Coupe. Yeah, that's kind of an old man car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not. Garson used to come on the show <laughs> on a pretty regular basis. What's going on with the car show? Uh, yeah, so car show's coming up. We got, um, we're raising money for, uh, what is it, the Elks Lodge again? Um, so You do know you're, <laughs> you're here to support your, your employer. <laughs> I think it's for the, uh, all right, so it's they, for they the Elks Lodge. don't tell me anything. It's for the Elks Lodge. It's a car show. Um, and uh, there are prizes that are going to be given, right? Yeah, I, I, we have like 12 or 15 classes, uh, motorcycles, cars. Um, so it's open to just more than cars. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll give away some prizes. There's goodie bags for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I could There's... be a dentist pulling teeth right now. So uh, where can I get more information on the car show? Uh, I think we're running ads on uh, your radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, find it yourself. I guess this is yeah, um, not a lot of help here, Garson. Call up to uh, call up to Graffin Sons and ask for Sheila. Um, she has all the information. Okay, fine. Well, we're we're gonna just move along from that. Or you can go to graphs.com, You know that might help. No, me. no, no. Why no. would you send them there, Brian? That's silly of you. <laughs> No. Well, I I don't know if it's on our website, but it may be on the Facebook page. Okay. I'm going to move on. I'm, I'm going to just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I may be behind, but I'm not going to stay there. Let me let me move on to Chuck Basie, because, Chuck, we got a lot of legislation. Things are wrapping up here in a few days, and uh, there's all kind of questions out here about uh, the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Where does it stand? Well, I think it's going to move. The uh, The Senate uh, was holding up a, a key bill that our speaker uh, was really wanting them to take up and pass, and they did that last Thursday very unexpectedly, and that's an education bill. So they got that, uh, took it up, passed it in 15 minutes, and, and that is, I think that's going to open things up. The Senate uh, did a procedure, what they call rolling the calendar, and that allows them to uh, go to House bills in any order. So um, that means that the Second Amendment Preservation Act, Jared Taylor's House Bill 85, should come up this week. I, uh, I talked to Senator Rowden, who's the majority leader in the Senate, and he's, he's very confident that they will, they will uh, get, it, uh, 
get it through. So I, I feel really good about what's going on. It was very, very questionable, uh, very stressful down there. But since they uh, passed that education bill, things really have, uh, the attitudes have changed an awful lot. So it's looking really good. Uh, I'm not going to debate you on the next question because I don't remember where you stand, and it's not really uh, uh, a, a key uh, a piece of legislation for guns, although it does relate to guns. Uh, I know they keep trying to resurrect PDMP. Where does that stand? Oh, yeah, that uh, very good question. That's Senate Bill 63. That is, um, on, it's, it passes Senate, and that is on the, uh, the House uh, third read calendar, and that is up to the uh, House Majority Leader when and if that comes up for a debate. And um, that's where we stand on that. But I, I, I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen the whip count. But I think it, it might be pretty difficult to pass that. Um, just in my conversations with a lot of my Republican friends. Um, and in full disclosure, I did. I did vote yes on that in the rules committee. And uh, but I, I am not going to support it when it hits the uh, the House floor. I think it's going to be pretty hard to get that passed. All right. During the commercial break, I'll shake your hand and say thank you. Uh, because I, I really don't like it. I especially am concerned with the changes uh, that have happened with HIPAA uh, that may relate to the Second Amendment because now um, they can, uh, through the next check, connect with all of this data, and that's kind of scary to me. So any other good news coming out of the legislature? It, it, and, in fact, I'm going to give you a break here. I'm not even going to tie you to guns. Just any other good news? Yeah, I, I, I think there's other gun bills that, that may very well pass. Um, there, was, uh, there, was, there was one um, that they had a hearing in the Senate. If they can get that on the, the calendar, I, I think it was, uh, there was a lot of things amended onto that bill. And the underlying bill is just allows, right now it's illegal to shoot a... Um, a firearm out of a, a stationary vehicle, even on private property. And uh, this is related to farmers that might have uh, something attacking their livestock or something of that nature. And uh, so that, that would allow them to legally take care of uh, something that's hurting their, their livestock. And then many bills were amended onto that, the uh, ability to, if you have a CCW permit, to carry in a church. And the public transportation uh, bill was put onto that and, and quite a few others. So uh, we're very hopeful that that will make it through the Senate as well. But, you know, who, who knows what will happen. I can only imagine when somebody says, you know, you, you ought to be able to conceal carry in church if the church is willing to let you. I can only imagine what the anti-gun people must do. So I'm curious. Do they come knocking on your door screaming and yelling? Do they... Uh, uh, beg and control that uh, you not support that kind of bill? Well, you know, yeah, the Democrats, uh, they, they say some of the, um, well, just bizarre things when we're debating bills like that. Um, they just don't, I, I, for some reason, they can't get the grasp that if you have a concealed carry permit, you've had the training, and, uh, you know, the, the evidence is just out there, uh, plain as day, that people with concealed carry permits do not commit crimes. And um, so that's, it's just unbelievable some of the things that are said on the House floor, but, but that's what we have to deal with. So yeah. Statistically, people with concealed carry permits commit fewer crimes than police do. I mean, I, I don't know how, how you could be afraid of that demographic. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. I am, of course, saying that uh, you should be able to carry, provided that the pastor or the, or the rabbi or whomever uh, is willing to let you do that. Um, 
I think churches provide uh, and, and houses of worship provide a particularly dangerous scenario uh, because, generally speaking, the doors are always behind you. There's you there are usually a couple of doors in the front, at least in the Catholic churches, um, but mostly people come in from behind you, uh, and that makes you kind of vulnerable. Uh, it would be nice if uh, all these religious institutions with that kind of layout would actually assign a couple of people to, you know, watch those doors. I, I, I just think that would be a great lifesaver. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> go ahead, Garson. No, it's Dale. So oh, yeah. I was going to say, and, and Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand it right now, and for the listeners, it's not illegal to carry in a church. You just have to have permission, which means they can ask you to leave, and if you don't, you're basically trespassing. And as I understand the bill... It will change that so that you no longer have to ask permission. That, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just removing that, uh, whatever that line number is in right. statute now. I think it's number 16, maybe. It's, uh, yeah, it's 571-107. Right, yeah. So the religious institution We're would have to post a sign. Or just removing churches from that I'm line. sorry, what did you say, it, Gary? removing the uh, churches out of the 17, the list of 17 okay. places where you can't, uh, uh, gun, you know, it's gun-free zone. Where you need permission to carry yeah, so the the religious institution would have to put up a sign that says "Do not carry" or whatever, gun free zone. Which is uh, yes, they could still do that. I mean, it's their yeah. it's their private property. Yeah, which would um, mean I'd have to find another house of worship. Uh, all right, listen, we're up against the clock. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gary on Guns. It is Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. It is 22 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Dale Roberts on board uh, from the CPOA. Garson is in from Graffs. And uh, State Representative Chuck Basie, Second Amendment supporter, he is on board. If you just tuned in, uh, you missed a lot of really good information about legislation going on in Jeff City and the timetable for it. And the timetable is running out. Any anti-gun legislation making its way forward, no, Chuck? No, not none at all. Am I? Uh, no, Can you hear no. me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, it doesn't sound like I'm going out. Yeah. Uh, no, there's nothing moving in, in that regard. Uh, uh, luckily, um, I, I don't think that'll ever happen as long as we have the supermajority we have down there. And that's a real good sign. Yes, it is. Um there is uh, uh, an attack going on uh, on uh, 80 percenters and more that uh, Biden is pushing for. We'll talk about that this morning. Uh, if you go down to, uh, to uh, Texas, they have just voted to allow uh, concealed carry, constitutional carry, if you will. Uh, they have been uh, traditionally uh, a, a, a permit-only state. Like Missouri now, they will be allowing people to conceal carry without getting a permit. Uh, and I'm going to make a suggestion to anybody out there who does not have a permit. Take the class anyway. There are things you don't know, things you don't know you don't know, that will, you know, hopefully you'll be able to prevent if you take the class. One of the reasons that I want uh, to keep my permit is because when I travel to another state, I may not have the luxury uh, and security of a concealed carry uh, without the permit. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, legally as a Second Amendment supporter, I don't believe you should need a permit anywhere in the country, any state in the country. 
But until we get that resolved, get the permit. Because once you leave Missouri, you know, even if you go down to Texas, where they're in, in Louisiana, too, by the way, um, once you make that trip, you won't be able to carry. So and take Gar the class. Sorry, Gary, to butt in again. But, but another important note on that, um, I, I think Chuck may have mentioned this also. I'm not sure. But there's a bill moving in the, in the legislature, and I think it's going to pass. Chuck can correct me if I'm wrong, to, to make it so that it's not illegal to carry on a bus which it currently is. And the bill, the statute specifically would say if you have a permit. And I think it's going to be the same for churches. And so a lot of people hear, oh, I can carry on a, on a bus now. And they don't realize that's only if you have a permit. It doesn't apply if you're permitless carry. Yeah. And uh, in Missouri, uh, they really do a great class. And uh, as a result, uh, reciprocity is, you know, really pretty widespread uh, so i really do suggest you take the class it just makes a lot of sense um what else do we have here we've got a whole bunch of stuff here that i want to get to uh and and garson uh, maybe you can help me with this because there's a firearm manufacturer's business in mexico whose license is at risk um anatolian arms uh, may not be able to do business in Mexico, Missouri, what what's the story there? Do you know? Um, he, as far as I know, he did not have his licensing for what he was doing correct. Um, he was doing things that he had a license for at another address, at an address where he had his business license, and he was manufacturing ammo inside the city limits without the correct documentation from the city, I, I believe. Um, there's, there's a bunch of rumors and allegations swirling around that guy. So nobody knows for sure exactly what's going on, but it appears as though, uh... Yeah, his, his ability to conduct business, I'm not sure of. Um, I know he is being sued by somebody that purchased something from him in California, um, for the tune of like $250,000, $300,000 that he hasn't delivered on. Woo! Yeah. All right, so he's not such, perhaps not such an innocent guy. We don't have all the details, and we don't want to cast aspersions. But it looks like it needs to be looked into more closely. Uh, but they, uh, you know, the, the news stories seem to imply that he didn't have a license, and he says, I've been doing this business for years, and all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, they come out and tell me I'm doing something wrong. Uh, and it appears that it's a lot muddier than... Uh, than you would think. You have to have a special license to make ammunition? Uh, yeah, you need an FFL to be a manufacturer of ammunition. Um, I believe you have that license, but I believe the city required the correct zoning and... Just um, like a business license. Yeah, a, a business license for the appropriate actions he was uh, taking, but it's, it's my understanding that um, he did not have what he needed from the city and the license that he had from the ATF was for an address outside of the city limits. Okay. So it, it'll require a little more information. We've got some audio that we're going to play. This was um, a, a kind of a, a, a commercial read, if you will. Uh, they brought some people in to read some gun facts on camera. <laughs> it, who's, it, what, what, what are you chuckling for? Why? Sorry, what? yeah, I gun... 
uh, unless the gun facts come from gunfacts.info webpage, I am suspicious. Really? What do tell? Well, Why? you know, people love to put facts out there. I just saw something yesterday about um, yesterday or the day before about suicide, firearm suicides oh, in Missouri. Yeah, and the. You know, oh, my God, it's through the roof. It's, you know, we're near the end of civilization. And the fact is, firearm suicides are growing much more slowly than every other form of suicide. So, yes, I mean, firearm suicides are a tragedy, but they're not the horrible, uh, you know, apocalypse that people make them out to be. You know, I've noticed this about the anti-gun people. They will take these things out of context and make the argument demonstrably false. And, and you really have to go do your homework to figure out what the hell they did. But I often wonder why they would do that. Why would you make a false argument? Why would you, you know, try to convince people of something that isn't true to get your way when, when you tell the truth, you realize your way is deadly? Do you know what I'm saying, or am I explaining this like it's mud? Oh, no, I, I absolutely get you, and I agree, and I don't know if it's if they're that stupid or if they're that devious, and I almost wish they were that stupid. I hate to think people are just that devious and, and dishonest. I tend to think th that it is devious. Yes, sadly. Because, the, because they know, and if they get their way, uh, clearly it'll endanger uh, lots and lots of people. So why lie? Uh, it, uh, in your goal to, you know, in your drive to achieve your goal, tell the truth. And, and, and if you believe that what you're doing is the right thing, <clears throat> telling the truth will get you through. Instead, they distort and lie and they do it on purpose. And it really is irritating. When we come back, this public service announcement filming. Uh, and I really do think uh, all, all of us are going to enjoy this. We'll do that next. I'm Gary on Guns. Hot Talk, 93.90. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, we've got uh, Garson in from Grafsdale. Roberts is on board with us from the CPOA. We've also uh, got uh, Chuck Basie, state representative on board, Second Amendment supporter. Uh, this is a public service announcement. They brought these people in. They'll explain it uh, in, the, uh, in the audio. Uh, but they've got them set up in front of a screen. They've got the cameras, the Klieg lights, and they're ready to roll. And these people are doing a quick, cold read. Uh, in the industry, uh, radio and television, if you're doing a cold read, that means you haven't had a chance to read it in advance. It, they just hand it to you and you read it. Like when uh, you killed Dick Van Dyke? I'm sorry? Yes, like yes, when like when Dick I killed Dick Van Dyke. You know, you, you got to quit picking on me for that because I brought him back to life uh, within a half an hour. Uh, and, and not a lot of hosts have that, that power. Uh, now people are all going to wonder what the hell we're talking about. All right, let me uh, let me go on. Uh, and play this because I think it's great. Which is great, and which is why we brought in just a whole bunch of different people. To play. Yeah. Hello. Hello. So we're going to have you sit in, and we're going to have you reading real facts from the teleprompter. So what we're doing today mm -hmm. is exciting. We're going to have you reading from the teleprompter. Um, these are real facts. These are all true, well-researched facts about gun control. Okay. So. Uh, uh, we ha I have a network error, Brian. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not good. On my computer, it says network error. So we'll try this one more time, and I apologize for the great, delay. Which is why I brought in just a whole bunch of different people. Yeah. Hello. Hello. So we're going to have you sit in, and we're going to have you reading real facts from the teleprompter. So what we're doing today mm-hmm. is exciting. We're going to have you reading from the teleprompter. Um, these are real facts. These are all true, well-researched facts about gun control. Okay. So... And you're going to be reading facts about gun control. Okay. So is it, is it going to come up in front of that lens? Is will yeah. I will be seeing it? Okay. Yeah. So like, here's how it'll look. Right. Did you know? According to the CDC, there were roughly 38,000 gun deaths in 2016. Two thirds of them were suicides. There are over 300 million guns in the United States. There are over five times more murders by knives than by rifles. The U.S. has the highest gun ownership rate in the world, but ranks 28th in gun murders. That's a rate of 2.97 deaths per 100,000 people. Handguns are responsible for more than 80% of total mass shootings. Handguns. Between 1993 and 2003, gun ownership increased by 56%, while gun violence decreased by nearly half. Since 1950, nearly all mass public shootings have occurred in gun-free zones. That's crazy. From 2013 to 2015, the six states that banned open carry actually experienced higher rates of police death. 86.4% of 20,000 police chiefs and sheriffs support concealed carry and are overwhelmingly against further gun control. Those that have concealed carry permits, on average, commit less crime than police. Imagine that. Yeah, what does that mean? There is a clear correlation between higher firearm ownership and reducing police killings. Switzerland, a nation of about 8 million, is armed with an estimated 2 million guns in circulation with limited gun legislation. Switzerland's overall gun homicide rate is practically zero. Gun ownership does not correlate with the homicide rate. Interesting. Um, I haven't. Uh, I, I just kind of blindly chose a side on the whole issue without really thinking about facts. I mean, I'm going to be honest. For me, I don't really like go to the main news sources because a lot of it's always like pushed by an agenda. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, to get like the real facts, you always have to do more research. I mean, it definitely makes me want to do more research about. Um like everything that's happening right now with gun violence. It's interesting to actually take the time and see what the facts say as opposed to what I personally feel. Uh, I didn't know a lot of that. Oh, pretty surprising. much, yeah, pretty much all of it. Gun control does not really mean crime control. They're really worried about controlling guns, and but it's not really up to the, like, the guns, guns itself that's gonna cause harm to people. It's really about the bad people. I mean, it boils down to people, I feel like. Um, But, yeah, I mean, facts are facts, so. That was an awakening for these people. And, you know, it's a shame we can't do this with every single one, Dale. Every anti-gun person, sit down and give them the facts. Well, it won't work on every one of them. But the looks on these people's faces in the video is priceless. Isn't it? Yeah, when they have this, you know, realization that, you know, their long-held beliefs are just, you know, a, a paper house. 
Yeah, uh, you know this. Let's go after this uh, semi-automatic uh, rifles. Uh, they're de- deadly and dangerous. Then you find out that they're only a fraction of the the shootings. Uh, it, it's just they're so ill-informed. Uh, and, and Dale and I were chatting before about how uh, the anti-gun people distort uh, the truth all the time. Uh, and that's what leads to this kind of nonsense. Uh, there is, in my opinion, no better uh, way for a woman, for instance, to protect herself than to be armed. Uh, there's no better way to make sure that a school is safe than for concealed carry permit holders to be able to carry while they're in the building. Uh, it, it just, it, you know, doesn't make sense to go any other way. But I thought you guys would enjoy that. And, uh, Dale, what'd you think? Yes, that was not uh, what I was expecting, considering what I used, you know, what one hears about gun facts. Uh, but that's refreshing. And, and it's not surprising uh, to hear people who are faced with the real facts and go, but that's not, that doesn't fit my narrative. The thing that surprised me is how willing they were to actually listen to them once they yes. presented to them. Yeah, that was nice. If you could find the video and you watch it, you can see, as, as, as Garson pointed out, they're looking at and squinting and going, what? Is that real? <laughs> uh, they're completely uh, caught off guard by these, uh, by these facts. Uh, we can only hope that uh, things like this spread. Uh, unfortunately, it won't be fast enough. But I do think that uh, at the federal and in the Missouri state uh, 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 levels, uh, gun control is going to be a a pretty high bar. Um, At least that's my feeling. Uh, The Supreme Court case uh, from New York, I cannot wait to hear the arguments there. Dale, you've been following that? Somewhat, yes. I, I downloaded the initial petitions when they asked the court for cert which is when you ask the Supreme Court to take up an appellate case for review. And I was pleased to see, I'd forgotten about this, I was pleased to see that Eric Schmidt, Missouri's Attorney General, was one of the state attorneys general that filed a petition asking the court to hear that case on the side of Second Amendment rights. Um, so, yes, I'm really exci- excited about this. Uh, Stephen Halbrook a well-known author on Second Amendment, you know, issues, research back to the history of America, wrote a book that was really influential, if not the foundation of the Supreme Court's decision in Heller and in McDonald, the two, you know, big Second Amendment Supreme Court cases. Uh, and I know he has just come out with a new book that that ties in exactly with the case they're hearing now. So uh, there's a lot out there to get excited about. Yeah, and uh, the tilt in the Supreme Court, um, it it looks pretty positive. What do you think this is going to do, Dale, uh, for uh, all these other communities around the country that say, uh, if you want a permit, we we may give you the permit, uh, or we may not? Is it going to change that specifically? It certainly has the potential. Excuse me. They, you know, the the court when it agreed to hear the case said, okay, you know, we're going to hear this case, but we're not going to decide all the issues that you put in your petition. They, you know, they narrowed the scope and told the parties just brief on these limited issues. But that certainly doesn't stop them from going going after those other issues. And considering, as you said, you know, the new complexion of the court, 
um, I would expect him to go after some of those issues. Justice Clarence Thomas has really been vocal for Supreme Court justice, very vocal about his desire uh, for a case where they can address and impliedly support the Second Amendment. And again, I'm happy to note there are strong Missouri ties with Justice Thomas. Used to drink at Harpo's, but that's probably a different story. <laughs> well, we certainly are glad you brought that up. Uh, the DOJ has uh, some new uh, proposals targeting 80 percenters, uh, known by the left as ghost guns. How silly is that? We'll find out what firearms Garson is going to tell us about from graphs. We'll check up also to find out about ammunition. Is it beginning to loosen up? And we'll give you some new statistics on the numbers of guns sold. You're listening to Gary on Guns Hot Talk 93.90. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is uh, 55.050 minutes after the hour, and Garson is in from graphs. we got Chuck Basie, state representative, Second Amendment supporter on board. Dale Roberts, uh, formerly a judge, works with the CPOA and, and an attorney and... How, how did we manage to get a politician and an attorney? Boy, I, you know, you're just lucky. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking I lost a bet here. No, <laughs> actually, uh, it is true. Uh, we are lucky to have both of you on board. Tom says he has some concerns. Let's go find out what they might be. Tom, how could you have any concerns? Overreach. Um, I No, I missed the last few minutes of the last segment of Radio Cutout, long story. Um, so you might actually accidentally have addressed this, but um, I know you want constitutional carry. It's not going to happen. They're not going to go with it because, quite frankly, down through history, local carry has been uh, regulated. There is a background for that to have require permits and such. You might be able to get shall issue because based on equal protection. I, I, my worry is when I listen to certain people talk that they're overreaching, going for too much, and they're going to cost us more than we're then we would lose otherwise. If you understand my point. Well, let me want to go to Dale. Dale, what's your response? I, and, I, and I don't understand his point about, I think he said costs too much. No. Oh, overreach. Um, like, uh, you've got Gary, he wants what they call constitutional carry. That's not going to happen. They're going no, to I didn't ask for it. Purpose. Tom, I, well, I, I admitted that it isn't likely to happen, although it is in, in 20 states right now, uh, maybe 21 states. Uh, so state by state, it may be happening more and more often. Uh, but my point was, until or unless we can get rid of these silly laws, uh, that getting a permit, taking the training and the classes is the best way to go so that you can get reciprocity in other states where they, uh, you know, you know, look at the Missouri permit process and go, yep, yeah, that's good, we'll let them in. No, I understand that. My concern is, in, think more generally, think more generally, that, um, well, you want um, to be able to get fully automatic. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I'm worried that some people will push too hard for that, and then the courts or the legislatures or Congress will push back and we'll lose semi-auto. Well, who's well, who's pushing for that right now in court? Uh, I don't know about a specific court case, but there's assault weapons bans being proposed all over the place. Yeah, I know, but who's pushing for fully automatic weapons in court? I don't, I'm saying I'm worried. Well, 
I remember right after Heller, some guy did. <laughs> that was hilarious. Some guy down in Tennessee wanted yeah, uh, machine guns for his militia. Nobody but that I, I know of is is really actively pushing that at this point. But if we slowly I, I but surely... And I'm worried that people are going to, I'm worried, worried that it's going to catch on and you're going to get an extreme view of the second, full auto view of Second Amendment. What, that is, that a, is that an extreme view, Tom, in your case? Do you yes, think it's I disagree. I, I disagree. I fundamentally disagree that. that the Second Amendment will protect full auto. I can lay out the reasons why, but that's. Well, please do. Different. Please do. There's Tom. a, there's a, um, an urban legend that cannon were protected by the Second Amendment when it was passed. If that were the case, we wouldn't have needed Heller. They they never defined that kind of thing. And when you look at the right down, cannon's not a firearm. I'm telling you. Okay, I'm I'm telling you that that. Have you ever heard that? That well, back in the day, cannon were protected. Did you ever hear that? Well, you can own cannons, and they're not. You don't even need a background check to purchase a cannon. I understand. I understand that. My. My point is about the jurisprudence. Just because something is legal doesn't mean the Second Amendment protects it. The Second mm -hmm. Amendment only protects the right to own and bear arms. And there is no legislation that has ever passed that I'm aware of that uh, supports the Second Amendment, whether it's the Nix check uh, or the ban on fully automatic weapons. In fact, the ban on fully automatic weapons is the result of a government overreach with prohibition. 1934 NFA Act. Yeah, then you ended up with the... Uh, the uh, well, for, didn't Prohibition end earlier? Or they're about the same time as the same year? Yeah, it doesn't matter. The, it was before? the violence and the use of the Tommy gun that led to the legislation. 38, I thought. Somebody said... Yeah. So, it doesn't matter. Fully automatic no, just, weapons I, are very right. difficult to, to handle. Um, most people who shoot them, they think they're fun... Uh, but they're impractical, so I'm, I'm not sure what your concern is. No, my concern is you've got some gay who says, I want full auto, and that catches on people, start, people, vast majority of people out here, not just the gun people, but the vast majority of people start to think of Second Amendment as being connected to full auto. Well, what happens is not, oh, okay, I guess we got to allow full auto. It's, okay, I guess we got to repeal the Second Amendment. That's how people will react. That's how courts will react. That's how legislatures will react. Gary, if courts you know, I don't. I, I don't think that's how. I mean, obviously, that's not how the courts reacting. And in fact, the courts gone the other direction. And if you listen to the oral argument on the Heller decision back in '08, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said she thought machine, fully automatic machine guns were more appropriate for an individual, a private individual, to own than a handgun. And her reasoning, which I can actually follow, her reasoning was if the purpose of the Second Amendment is to enable the citizens to overthrow a tyrannical government, handgun's not going to do you any good. It's not going to accomplish that purpose. And, and for Second Amendment purposes, she, and I think Thomas may have commented on this during Heller, actually said, really, machine guns make more sense. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go there, but uh, there's there's thought even at the Supreme Court level that that's within the realm of Second Amendment protection so that we can protect ourselves from the government. But wasn't Ginsburg, 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 wasn't she kind of being a little bit facetious? She was saying, if you're going to have Second Amendment as a private right at all, it should be machine guns. She was not seriously believing that 
the Second Amendment would protect machine guns. She was she was being facetious. Well, I've listened to the argument a couple of times. I mean, you can listen to it online, and it certainly didn't strike me that way. Well, she's older. She couldn't. Well, she, come on. She, it's the wrong argument anyway. Voice. Hold on, Garson, what? It's, it's the wrong argument anyway, because it should be all guns, period. I mean, this. I disagree. There's no mention of types of guns in the Second Amendment. Are you afraid? Tom, are you afraid of full auto? Yes or no? No, no. I'm I'm afraid that. All right. Okay. That's all I have time for because I'm I'm up against the clock. Tom, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary on Guns program. We'll find out what firearms are from graphs in about five minutes on Gary on Guns.